What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batiste. And this is BA. And welcome back to another episode of Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts and everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. Cool, cool, cool. So welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 24, beautiful people. Tufo, we back. So glad to be back here again. Uh, it's always a good time when I can get together with my boy hey. and we can talk about shit. I appreciate you. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, today we're going to jump into another very exciting topic. We've been talking about a lot of relationships over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So we want to take a step back from that. Yeah, I'm tired of it. Give y- I'm tired of <laughs> Give y'all something y'all can actually <laughs> apply to y'all's life. And, uh, you know, especially in this great city we call New York, mm-hmm. you know. So um, we brought somebody special on the show. It's actually a friend of Brian, so yes, I'll let him yes, introduce yes. her. Um, so, Brianna, can you please introduce yourself? Like, what do you do? Who are you? Where are you from? My name is Brianna Bright. I am from New York. I am a textile designer for Kate's Bay. Um, and I have a bunch of stuff going on on the side, but that's my day job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Slight flex, okay. <laughs> so I have a bunch of stuff going on on the side. That's okay. okay. I'm sure we'll get into it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we, we definitely will, believe that. But also, y'all know we always looking for different ways to increase the experience here on Made Man Podcast. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive into the entertainment section. Yeah, we got a pop culture segment now. Right. So we're going to start off with that before we get into the quote of the day. So what's been going on, man? Um, a lot. This week. <laughs> a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of uh, bullshit been going on this week. Let's go ahead and start with Daniel Caesar. Mm, yeah. So, uh, just to give a little context, so what happened with Daniel Caesar was first, the first ep- episode was the um, Dave Chappelle, right? Well, I mean, like, oh, I never was it Dave Chappelle? That. So, so this is, from my understanding, this is what happened. So, and, and I just kind of came into this. I just, mm-hmm. I saw a meme where it said Daniel Caesar like a black anime. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he kind of does. He do, like, he I, do. I literally he died do. when I saw he that. <laughs> repost, repost. So, um, basically, from what I understand, this this woman and yes, Jules tweeted, uh, "Niggas lie a lot," mm-hmm. and she's not black. From what I understand, right. she's a white woman. So um, that was everybody was looking at her like, "Hey, you yeah, bold." Yeah, like, she's done very bold things. Yeah, like you real bold for doing yeah. that. So then people it was pretty much rushing his Twitter. We know how Twitter works. Mm-hmm. So people was like, "Yo, who do you think you are?" You ain't even like that. So Daniel Caesar jumps to the rescue. You know, he's just like, yo, stop taking it so seriously. Like, it's just words. Stop being mean to white people. Like, he really dug a hole. Like, yeah. Sound like drugs. Drugs. yeah. He yeah. was basically like, they're better. We should just be like them. He, he said that. Be like, like... That's that's a wild boy. I think um, I think everybody was just shocked at it. Like what? It it just came out the blue. Like why are you running yeah. to the defense of this woman? Like, like and what? the crazy thing is, I someone had peeped. I saw someone say this on Twitter earlier. That they were like, um, the actual has never said anything about it since. She Coming. tried to delete it. Yeah, yeah. She, she deleted tried. it. Yeah, like it didn't happen. Like, like people don't have screenshots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. No, but even coming to Daniel Caesar's defense, like she didn't say like, oh yeah, like that's my homie or nothing. Because like, she knows she was in the wrong. I yeah. Like, like so I like, don't know why, why, how he didn't see that though. It's like why are you defending someone who's also never mentioned you at all? Like yo, thank you. You get it. Like you know, like yeah. that's my homie. Nothing. Okay. No. So and then he he goes on like this little rant or whatever. He's like, yeah, don't be mean. And then the, the crazy part is, like, he's like, don't take it so sensitive or don't take it so personal. Apparently, like, on the John Mayer show, some little thing they do on Instagram TV, I took a look at it. 
and apparently Dave Chappelle was on there with John Mayer, and um, he said something like, uh, I forgot what he said exactly. He called him gay. He, they, he called no, Daniel I, I mean, gay. he said something, and he was like, yeah, gay. And he was like, Daniel Caesar, whatever. And then Daniel Caesar was like, yo, like, why you, why you say that? Like, he got offended by it personally, and it was just like, he took it personal, then got into this whole spill. John Mayer was mad uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah, John Mayer looked scared. Like, he was like, everybody calm, everybody calm down. He, he, like, did, he didn't mean to. <laughs> he didn't mean to offend you. Dave like, Chappelle was like, see, that's the problem, because I did. <laughs> like, I am a comedian. Dave Chappelle to be like, no, 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 I said what I said. That's exactly what he said. Mind you, everybody was smacked. Everybody was smacked backstage. Like, Dave Chappelle. Head it reminds me of the moment, the Kanye West moment. George Bush does not like black people. Like, oh yeah, everybody just froze. <laughs> he was like, Yo, they even Austin banned Powers. Powers. Like, Chris Tucker was like, Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> donate, just right. donate to this number right here. Like, <laughs> yeah, Sounds, sounds like a very similar situation. So, so meanwhile, he's trying to dig himself out of this little grave he put himself in. I think he actually released the um, apology today. Video. Yeah, he did today. But nobody, honestly, Ooh. I don't really. Daniel care. Caesar, he apologized. He said uh, his word. He was wrong, basically. Yeah, he was like, oh, you know, my really? bad. Yeah, like he was. Because like, I feel like I've seen so many times where he retracted his statement, where he was like, no, like I. I definitely, I meant what I said. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not apologizing for that. No. I've seen that. Yeah, so, like, it was it was either earlier today or yesterday. He uh, retracted what he was saying. Gotcha. Wow. It's goofy. Uh, it's like this sometimes. You know, you realize a mistake, and at least he realized the mistake. But um, also... Uh, but did he really? I mean, yeah, we really... He's know, Canadian, really never man. I don't know yeah, what he even really Canadian. Canadian. Did y'all see the, um, the Waka Waka? Yeah. yeah. Flocka. Flocka. Don't what well, he said, don't deal in Why, wise words from Waka Flocka. Don't don't deal in is if you're not from here, something like that. I'm not, I'm not. Oh my god. Then um I guess on a more serious note, uh the whole little incident that happened in New Zealand. Yeah, man, prayers to the family. That's all I really wanna say on that. Like, um Brianna, I believe you have some words. But yeah, I well one, I can't even imagine just going through something like that sometimes it feels so foreign you know because it's like no one's ever experienced that before i guess mm -hmm. i can't even imagine just like randomly losing a loved one so mm -hmm. tragic like that i mean 49 is such a high number yeah. oh that's such yeah. a high number i love the way that new zealand's prime minister handled the situation mm -hmm. she was just so graceful in the way that she like went about things mm -hmm. because one she never mentioned the shooter's name she's like we're not going to give him the light of day like i don't want you to remember this person by name because he's not important she's like i want you to remember the 49 people that lost their lives and the way that she just met with the different families mm -hmm. and i just thought it was so beautiful she's always very respectful like wore a headscarf and she just seemed like she was like really there for her people and then maybe a week later she implemented gun laws in New Zealand, oh, like, no. like mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah. So I'm like, America could never, but you know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm undecided about the whole gun law thing because if you outlaw it, like people that's gonna get guns is gonna get guns anyway. I mean, so when they come for you, now you ain't really have a way to protect yourself. True, but if you if you're a regular civilian and got a semi-automatic, like what? Like, I mean, what, that's that's you, scary too. What are you that's doing? That's scary too. But at the same time, like, there's you, no reason to have like AKs for what? Like, no normal Have person. Have you shot an AK before? Nah, but I heard the kickback is crazy. It's crazy. I've shot an AK before. 
and it's like I, I wouldn't no, use no, it. I have no reason to use it. Right. Like, listen, like, that's up. a whole nother caveat. Like, we're not talking about that it's right now. Be nasty. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, like an AK-47, like it's like as much kickback as it has, it's hard to control that type of gun. So I don't even know our regular civilian would have it. Like, you're really just yeah. shooting in a direction, hope that you hit somebody. Yo, it's some that's crazy wild. people out here, man. Pray for them. That's all we can do is send it out. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, the ne the next thing. And this is honestly somebody I never even really followed like that, but I just thought it was funny because it was so bad. Uh, just hilarious mm. how she came out the whole like, and and I got a whole thing on this. Like she was, she basically said that it was funny that some uh, Muslim dude, or she did, she said that it was scary that some Muslim dude was getting on the plane mm -hmm. and she felt afraid for her life mm -hmm. because she thought he might have been a terrorist because he had a. And I don't want to say this the wrong like a turban on our head. Mm -hmm. right? I don't want to say the wrong word. But. And the Muslim dude was escorted off the plane. So. Yeah. Four. Not because I don't know. I don't know if it was because of her though. But I know we don't even know if it was the same plane. people. Yeah. But some people was escorted off. But anyway, it was a, a very bad joke. It was I the same like. people because she, I saw in the clip she was like, "But those people aren't on my plane anymore." So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the videos? Though she was like offended. Yeah. She was like, "Yo, screw you You know, middle fingers yeah. to everybody. Like mm -hmm. all while wearing a headscarf. So she's very hot. I just how, I'm like, how do you make that statement having something on your head? Like, he literally just has something on his, on his head. Like, you don't know this man. Exactly. And it's just like, my thought is like, this could have all been avoided if you would have just like got on your plane, got on your flight. Like, everybody else paid for it, took your flight, got off and went on about your, your, your mm -hmm. married life. Mind you, this you don't always have to like, people are so thirsty and hungry for this whole content thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. wants that moment. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, it was supposed to be just hilarious, but it was just bad. It was just bad. It was, it was not real bad. Bad joke. <laughs> anyway. It's your the, life. The last biggest thing I wanted to talk about, um, Shaquille O'Neal stepping up to the plate for Papa John. said he's stepping up to the plate. That's <laughs> one way to put it. For Papa John. You know, I'm trying to put this in the brightest light possible. He's like pun intended. But y'all know about uh, the whole little situation that happened over there. Yeah, Papa John called somebody a nigga, right? Yeah. Thank you for me. That's pretty much it. A couple years back, Definitely that's what happened. happened. So now they put black dude on the board of directors. Well, first of all, how y'all feel about Papa John's? Like, is that like first the pizza, all, is that your pizza spot of choice? Yeah, personally, my my taste has changed since that little incident. But um, has it? Nah, I Didn't you have Papa John's other night? Okay, I didn't say I stopped eating it all together. I just said my taste have changed. I wanted to taste it one more time before I was done with it, but now the Shaq's back in office. You know what I mean? Or now the Shaq. Shaq is back Shaq in office. office. Shaq is in office. Then now I feel like it's okay to support my man. So you supporting really Shaq? So I'm supporting Shaq. So no, it's not. It, no, it's you reheat it, it, it reheats it's, well. No, it doesn't. No, Domino's from? doesn't reheat well. I like Domino's reheat. I'm from Alabama, deep south. Thank oh, you. Okay. Oh, you heard the accent. Huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It reheats well. No, it doesn't. It does. No, it doesn't. You, then, then they give you the little sauce, the little garlic. The garlic sauce is not even that good. Drizzle on there, like. I do like the garlic sauce. You like it? It's alright. I'll take Domino's. I'll take Domino's over Papa John's. Oh wow! It tastes like cardboard, bro. Nah, nah. I really just the love best cardboard oven, I have ate. oven break pizza. <laughs> There's this new pizza spot. Oh, what is it called? Because oh, <laughs> I, I had it in my head. Shout out to the new pizza spot. <laughs> is it in Brooklyn? Um, nah. It's in oh, she she really yeah. about to look it up? <laughs> nah, I am. But then why why she looking at it? Yo, so lastly though, did you did you um? 
this week I, there haven't really been that many different releases and stuff like as far as music goes I feel like mm. that we've had that stuff we listen to mm-hmm. but like was there anything that kind of jumped out to you like you was like oh man this song definitely so my man Schoolboy Q dropped an EP and it wasn't even an EP it was like one song it was one song like a whole, yeah. it was called Num Num Juice and that shit is fire two dog coop hopping up like Jack in the Box nigga uh huh I don't even know the rest of the song. But, like, that shit was fire. Can't wait for the album. Been a schoolboy fan since day one. So, waiting on that album to drop. I'm not gonna lie. Like, when that song came out, I was actually, I just started. I let Schoolboy Q play on the playlist. I had the the Apple Music. And I was like, dang, that song cool. So, let me just let, me let him rock out for a little bit. Next five, ten songs. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm listening to that part. You know what I mean? Got everything going on. And pizza? and pizza? Where's it at? That's in it's in the city. I'm sorry, how do you spell that? Can you uh it's getting the plug. And pizza. Okay. Like and but and it's the and sign. Okay. Pizza. Pizza. Alright. Did, did you right. did you hear any uh any music oh, yeah. though this Back week that you music. thought was yeah. This week I mean I heard these random songs. Okay, so one of them, Jazz Karis, I think. Jazz Karis? Yeah. Who is that? I don't know. What's the name of the song? It's called Petty Lover. Because uh, one of my homegirls, we have very similar taste in music. She had posted it. And I was like, I was like, ooh, I like that. Is it R&B? Yeah. Mm. I'm a big R&B head. I'm going to have to tune in. Yeah. Have you, are you a fan of Kyle Dion? Yes. Mm, okay. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, yes, right. I am. We'll talk. And, we'll talk. And Summer Walker. Summer Walker is uh, fire. Okay. She, she dropped her new yeah. EP. <laughs> Are you salty? Because you can't be in the I can't relate. Listen, I say nothing okay. the way I was bonded over Schoolboy Q, you know? Quiet. I'm, I'm with you on the R&B. R&B name, is fire. You know? hey, man. I'm, I'm mad because I couldn't do better. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> but that's all right, you know? So, anyway, we appreciate the little entertainment segment. So bringing you the quote of the day. Message. Uh, normally we get BA on here to do it because he got the deep quotes. So I came up with one. Um, this is from Ava DuVernay. Not that it matters because who knows who that is anyway. But uh, so this is the quote. The quote is creativity is an energy. It's a precious energy and it's something to be protected. A lot of people take for granted that they're a creative person. But I know from experience, feeling it in myself, it is a magic. It is an energy. And it can't be taken for granted. Mm. Right? That's deep. Read that one more time. I'm about to say, can you can you find that back? Yeah, yeah most time. definitely, most definitely. So our creativity is an energy, it's a precious energy. And it's something to be protected. A lot of people take for granted that they're a creative person, but I know from experience, feeling it in myself, it is a magic. It is an energy and it can't be taken for granted. That's a really good quote, actually. Wow, I'm really great. Alright, so um Anyway, to me, this quote. Why y'all, why y'all laughing, man? I just did it to be an asshole to Brian, y'all. Go he ahead. really looked up the quote. Go ahead. I'm taking credit for it. Go ahead, man. You know what I mean? Talk so your anyway, shit, King. Talk yeah. your shit. Okay, actually, I'm gonna come back to me because I'm gonna get my thoughts together first. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and like, what you, what you think about this? All right. So I think that quote is just saying that to be a creative is something that you shouldn't take lightly of course it says don't take it for granted but understand that like with being a creative it means that you have a gift and you have like a certain energy that you always bring to the universe so as long as you're aware of that as long as you are aware of that and as long as you know that you know that you can own that creative title 
that you have the power to bring a lot of different perspectives to any space and you have a lot of power to bring I guess a lot of different energies to the people around you something mm. like that so okay. you shouldn't take it for granted thank you I needed that I needed that um no 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 like I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I promise I'm gonna let you guys yeah. forget this if I don't say it now but no like I feel like everybody is uniquely creative in their own way mm. like everybody brings something individually special to the table yeah and so it's it is magic it is energy because it's something that you can't really duplicate it's something that you were born with that talent or you develop over time it's that creativity so that's what this kind of means to me it's just you feel it and it makes sense and it's just like i guess you could put it like talent like it's just something you naturally had ability to do mm-hmm. for sure i definitely i definitely agree with that especially like sometimes we know we're so talented and we know we're really creative but you have to always like strengthen your talents because like you have this gift so you have to always make sure you follow that and it's definitely an energy. I think that's the biggest thing I got out of that. It was like, it's all been all in the energy, like what makes you happy. And you know the moment you do it, mm-hmm. you're like, ah, I could do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, that's your creative spark. And you just gotta like continue to like nurture it and grow it. And yeah. Creative spark. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard that before. Have you? Creative spark. What is that? What is that? I think it's like, kind of when, when you kind of just get an idea, and it might seem like wild to wild to someone else, but in your head it makes so much sense. You know, and it can be whether you're like painting something or whether you're like coming up with like a new product idea or whatever it is. It's like sometimes you have this idea or like this spark and it'll come to you and it'll come like super fast too. And you know, you just kind of have to just do it. Okay. Yeah. No, it's so something just moves you. Yeah, you move something you can't explain exactly. it. It's just yeah. like that inside voice, like mm-hmm. right. And it could be something super small, or it could be something super big. Mm-hmm. But you'll always get these little sparks of energy, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it'll always come into like the same aspect of something. You know, like if it's like I don't know, if it's some people are writers, mm-hmm. and they always get creative sparks with writing, but they mm-hmm. don't get creative sparks with like painting because they're not painters. You know what I mean? So you're creative, then that's how you can like follow your journey. Like okay. whatever always consistently sparks you. Okay. Yeah. Yo, Brian, I like that. I think we're like gonna learn something. I like that. I'm definitely gonna learn some <laughs> shit today. <laughs> I think we're gonna learn definitely a little something today. Let's, let's let's get into this whole textile textile design. Yeah. yeah. So um, just like talk about what it means to be a textile designer. Okay. And um, talk about you know your journey to where you how you got to be in a textile designer. My journey is so long. Okay. Um, so the thing is, too, it is, I started really, really, really young, but we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> what are you about to say? Like, you gotta say no, something. No, I ain't saying that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Um, <laughs> the way you said it, I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Um, Just start on this journey. Tex- <laughs> with textile design, it's, ha- it's hard to explain because I'm such a visual person, so bear with me but basically I'm a artist so I'll draw every day Mm -hmm. and like if you get like a printed t-shirt or anything with like a pattern on it like I'm the person who draws your draws what goes on the garments Mm -hmm. like so there's a rose on your shirt Mm -hmm. so I'd be the person that draws the rose and that gets printed on whatever it is so a lot of prints have like color specifications Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you can only have maybe for most big corporations they try to keep everything within like 12 colors unless it's like digitally printed then it's like a whole different ball game mm-hmm. but pretty much i i pretty much draw all day 
Yeah, so, and what good. I and what I draw goes on different garments. So right now I work for a sleepwear brand. So I work for Kate Spade right now. So I do all of her prints in in that, and it's just me, which is cool. So like, um, sounds like a lot of pressure. <laughs> just I mean, you? no, mm. not really. Mm um because it's just it's easy and you're working with corporate and they always have ideas you work with like their concept team mm. and you work with other designers oh, and you kind okay. of just collaborate on like what you want the print to look like you connect with like your creative so y'all have, all have VPs. to come up with it together and it has yeah. to be the, okay it has to touch so many different people mm-hmm. um but i think it really starts with like a uh, concept designers because they come up with like the ideas Mm-hmm. of what happens. So then, is, is textile designer like, because you started talking about concept designer, yeah. concept designer, but like, so textile is just like you putting patterns on clothing, on blankets, pillows, yes. t-shirts, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Yes. Okay, and so what you're saying is you're with a team of people and y'all all have to decide on one pattern that looks great, yeah. send it up to the big guy or the big woman and they give you the yes or no. Yeah, pretty much. So it, but it's really not it's really me and the like designers, and then we'll the like the creative director will like oversee it, and then they'll bring it to like the VPs or something like that. But yeah, everyone pretty much sees what's going on. So it'll start with me of drawing something, and then like you know the brand and you know what people like, so you'll discuss it with your designer. Like, okay, is this cool to submit to them or whatever? And mm-hmm. then it'll go all the way up, and then they have to talk to like people and like merchandising, like mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. sold last year. Well, stripes didn't sell last year, so let's mm. not have a stripe print in, then that gets kicked out. So you do mm. a lot of prints. Like, mm. I think I I draw a lot of stuff, um, and a lot of it doesn't get even close to being in the store. Yeah. Because there's so many, like, logistics to it. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, <clears throat> put yourself out there. So, yeah. so I guess, like, with you drawing all day, that's just something that you just genuinely enjoy. Like, it doesn't feel like work to you? No, it doesn't. <clears throat> but the... Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like work to me. Just because it's natural, I draw my own in my own like spare time. But the thing too is like I'm not necessarily drawing what I would draw for myself mm-hmm. of what I draw at work. So do you are you have, so are you still just as equally passionate about it, even though it's not something you would just normally draw, even though you're drawing it for yeah. like a purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like I don't know, I just love drawing in general. Mm-hmm. And it's just probably always, like a challenge too, though. Yeah, but then so I, I do draw a lot, but there's a lot of other things that are involved with my job. Mm-hmm. Like, so I have to, like, I have to match colors. Like, sometimes they'll send us things and, like, we like this color. So I'm in, like, Pantone and I'm in, like, Illustrator and, like, I'm printing out all these different swatches and matching colors and okay. trying to figure out, like, okay, so it's going to be printed on this fabric, you know, so what kind of technique am I going to have to make it? in most definitely yeah so there's like a lot of like layers even Mm -hmm. to my job like yeah i'll draw it but then that's only like one aspect of it and then i have to send out send it out to the mills and get packages ready and like send it out to china and sri lanka and all of those things Mm -hmm. um so it's basically Mm -hmm. me just kind of wearing several hats but drawing is a big aspect of my my job but definitely not. i'm curious more about that so what started this whole like I want to be in textile design. It's probably not where it started. Like, no. were you always like that artsy person in your family as a kid, or like yeah, finger paint? What are we talking? <laughs> it's funny because uh, yeah, I was always the artsy person. So in middle school, we had like home ec classes mm-hmm. where you like sew little soccer balls or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was really really good. And then I ended up making this like school play like outfits, and I was making like it's like what is it poodle skirts mm-hmm. this was in middle school so that's when i first 
started to like have a knack for like fashion mm-hmm. and then over by the time I got to high school I ended up getting an internship at Baby Fat which sounds so wild because it's no hey Baby Fat is Baby Fat is coming back yeah, though they, they coming back no, no, yeah no, the half coats the little coats <laughs> Kamori like. just she just uh, bought the brand again actually oh wow yeah so she said she's relaunching it this summer but yeah that was my first internship in high school and which was also really wild even how I got the internship I feel like a lot of things just kind of aligned for me mm-hmm. so I was making Serendipity, yeah. yeah it's crazy and I didn't even realize it until I thought about it mm-hmm. when Brian asked me like you know how'd you get here and I'm just sitting thinking about my life like yo so many wild things happened mm-hmm. to make me like where I'm at today but I remember I was um designing my prom dress so I made my own prom dress and wow, it's crazy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the person. On my suit, I could have went to you. You could have hooked me up. I, I ran in mine. See, that's <laughs> straight through men's warehouse. How much was it? Like two hundred, right? Something like that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I know, and that, yeah, that's when I wanted to be a designer. So, anyway, I take a I take a day off school, mm-hmm. and I go with my dad to the city, and he's like, "Oh, I want you to talk to this woman on the train. She's also in fashion." Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Mind you, like, I grew up... up Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Let's backtrack real quick. You said talk to this woman on the train? Yes. So it's just... So, wait, that's why I said, let me... Okay. Let me backtrack. My brother told me not to talk to people on the train. Badly. So I grew up... That's how that happens. That's how that happens. You're not supposed to do that. We gonna listen. Anyway, so I grew up upstate New York, so my dad worked in the city, so it was a two-hour train ride, so it's like a more of a commuter train, so he would see the same people on the train all the time. Okay. So he's like, I know this woman, let's call her Beverly, so we're going to call her Beverly. Um, so she's always on the train, and she used to work for this company called Bill Blast, which is like an old-school jean company, they don't really exist anymore, but... So it's like six in the morning, I'm taking this train and I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm like, I just want to sleep. And she looks at, so I'm going to the city to get fabric for my dress. And she's like looking through my sketchbook and she's like, yo, you're really, really talented. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. Like, I'm like, cool. Like, thanks. That's nice. And she's, I know. <laughs> no, because I was just like, <laughs> nah. But anyway, so she was like, you should swing by my office later, like whenever you're done. And I was like, okay, cool. And then my dad was like, Yo, make sure you talk to her. Like she knows a lot of people. And I was like, all right, sure. Like, and I'm in high school, so I'm not really like thinking anything of it. Like, I'm trying to network I, in high school. Yeah, <laughs> like it wasn't even in my thought. I was like, I'm here for fabric. I'm just trying to go to like, prom. Yeah. I'm just trying to go to prom. I was like, I was thinking of maybe going to Central Park. Like I took the day off school to go to the city. Like I don't want to go to this woman's office. Like. <laughs> But my dad was like, no, make sure you talk to her. And so I was like, okay, cool. So then I go to her office and she's like, she's like, how would you like an internship? And I was like, huh? And she was like, yeah, I know people over at like Calvin Klein and Baby Fat. I'm going to call one of them and see if you can go into their offices today. And I was like, okay, sure. So then she calls Baby Fat and they were free. And then she was like, okay, here's, and it was so nerve wracking to me. She was like, here's their offices. Just go and tell them I sent you. She's like, I have a meeting. I can't go with you. Wow. So I was That's like, so cool wow, right there. Okay. Like, just so just I'm tell like, them you know me. Right. And I'm like, I can't wait till I get to that level. Like, <laughs> but I'm like so nervous. Here I am, like not thinking I'm going to meet with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they just hired me on the spot. They're like, oh, you know, Bev? Oh, yeah, we love her. She's great. Like, come in whenever you want. Like, and I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. So I would go to their offices at least like maybe twice a month because I was so far away. 
But yeah, that's how I got my first internship, which is that's beautiful. That's crazy. Which is wavy. It's crazy. So beautiful. That that happens so often. Yeah. I feel like to me myself, like just my whole journey getting. I'm not gonna go into it, but literally like. You know, shout out to your dad, first of all, right. for making you go to that office. Yeah. Because he was just trying to go to the park. You know what I mean? <laughs> trying to get these fabrics. Trying to get these, <laughs> you know, I'm trying, trying to get ready for prom. Day. Like, right. like what, what you want me to come to your office for? You no, know, and yeah. you, just because you took that extra step, it's really small stuff like that that you really don't feel like doing. Just doing it anyway. Yeah. That leads into like bigger internship. Yeah. Right. Out of college, like out of high school. So it looked great on like college, you know, mm. applications mm-hmm. and things like that. But how I got into textile design. So um, I actually applied to FIT trying to go into design. And I realized I hated it. And I actually wasn't that talented. Like, I actually really hated Like, making my prom dresses made me realize I didn't want to be a designer. I was like, this is not for me. It made you realize you didn't want to. Yes, absolutely. Wow. After she made the entire prom dress. Yes. No, I... Well, I remember like was the dress trash? No, nah, my dress was actually really beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know we gonna pictures after that. Now you, the doubt is just we don't have to. I don't have you pictures. Know what I, mean? I don't have pictures, unfortunately. She got pictures, bro. What I, that mean? Allegedly, I used to have a picture in my wallet, but I don't think it's there anymore. I could check, but um, it's funny because I remember begging my mom like, "Can I just please buy a dress? I don't, I don't want to do this anymore." She's like, "Now you start the year. You're gonna finish it." She's like, you have to finish it. Okay. And I was like, mom. Shout please. out to mom. Hey. I was like, I will pay for it myself. <laughs> and she's like, nah, you're finishing your dress. Mm-hmm. So I finished it. And I was like, damn. And then I had a moment of like, can I do this for real? So I applied to FIT and I didn't get in. And I was like, oh, nope, can't do this. And then I waited a year. And then I found out about their like uh, fabric styling textile program. And so I reapplied and I and I got it. There you go. Mm. There you yeah. go, man. Get in there, all right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it don't work the first time. Look. Just try again. You know what I mean? And it'll work out. Yeah, and then, but it's like you got to know yourself and like know what you're good at. So once I realized, I was like, oh, I can draw and still be in fashion. I was like, bet, this is, mm-hmm. this is a win for me. Cause like I, before I went to FIT, I was a visual arts major and I did like visual arts and fine arts. Mm-hmm. So I was always into painting and I used to draw people like live figures all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, that's my thing. That's what I love to draw when I draw like my spare time or I paint on my spare time. That's usually what it is. So once I was like, I knew I still loved art. So if I could implement art, into making clothes Mm -hmm. i was like oh yeah no this is this is fire and it feels so good like i remember when i first i used to work for victoria's secret and i remember the first time i saw someone on the street wearing a print that i made and i was like yo that's crazy i was like yo this is wow yeah that's crazy that is a feeling that is crazy i'm sure i was like oh my gosh this is crazy that is what? Did yeah. I get a selfie or did they go have? No. Should have got a selfie. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> take a picture with me. No, Yo, I just, I just went. I, I mean, I went. I used to go in stores and take pictures of the mm. things that I made. Did you? Did you have like any influences that led you? Like, to um, do so was it just like? I did have a, I did have a mentor, but that was when I, I took many steps to get here. Mm-hmm. That was when yeah. I, I used to be a of stylist. Course. Of course. Yes, I used to be a stylist. So when I was doing my visual arts degree. I remember talking to my sculpting professor because I used to take sculpting, and I was she was artsy stuff. I, I never did, <laughs> and she was like, "What do you want to do?" Because she knew I actually really didn't like sculpting, and she's mm-hmm. like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I want to be a stylist," and she was like, "Oh, one of my friends is a stylist. I'm gonna hook you up with her." Another random moment, mm-hmm. like she's like, he, "Here's her email." So she gave me her email address, and I emailed her, and then she was like, "Oh, you know, call me whenever." 
to introduce yourself cool all right so one day i randomly called her and she was like you know one of my my styling assistant just backed out of a a shoot that i have on saturday do you want to shoot wow. like, are you available that's wild and i was like sure absolutely yeah. right yeah. i was things like just, yeah yes. things really just fell into place for you yeah. like it wasn't you just kind of just it, it seemed like for the most part that you know, like you were just rolling with the flow, and like you just oh, said yeah. yes. Like anytime you saw anybody ask you for something, you just kind of just like yeah. You of know course, what I realized not? is that um, talk to people, talk to people about the things that you love, mm-hmm. and then like there's always you'll find someone mm-hmm. that'll connect you with somebody. They see else. how passionate you are about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. really all that connect. it is. Mm-hmm. Is that people are like, oh wait, I know this person. Like I see that you really like mm-hmm. love that. Like why don't you like why don't you keep going with it? Why don't I? Why don't I help you? Why don't I connect you with someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that, I think that's just happened a lot. So, can you first tell me what a what being creative means to you? And the second question is, what do you think are the top three qualities it takes to be a creative? So, first, you being a creative, what does that mean to you? Oh man, I think I think I'm a creative, but I'm also like a creator because I like create it's like physically create things so a lot of times some people can be creators creatives in their mind and they can think of really dope things that they can put things together but like my bad can you keep that thought too yeah. i love that but i have to ask this right now yes. i don't forget about it <laughs> i love saying that all right so you said a creator and a creative so me and him just put it in the curator and creative but you just created a whole different like category with that so there's a creator and then creatives That's how based I off feel. what you just said me and you are creatives, but you're a creator, yeah. meaning you create stuff from nothing. Right. Like, fi- like physically, like we all create so stuff So we from use nothing. stuff that other people, like the podcast, for example, mm-hmm. right? Like, like artists, in mm-hmm. a sense. We're using stuff that other people have already used, and we're just making it our own unique spin, our own unique so that's flavor. that's what makes it creative. Creative. And she's a creator, meaning this is something that You create she, the foundation for creative. Yes. I guess. Interesting. Okay, cool. We could go with that. I'm in my bag. Right I'm, in my bag. <laughs> I'm in my bag. I'm in my bag. Yeah. I'm in my bag. Okay, yeah, because the thing is, like, I don't want to discredit people for being creative mm. and also discredit people for being creators. You mm. know what I mean? Like, because it takes a level of, like, skill. Like, I don't want to sound cocky, but, like, it takes a level sound of cocky. skill. What you mean? Hey, talk that like, shit, Queen. Talk that you shit. Like, <laughs> or, you know, just to have that thought or that talent to like physically make things sometimes people can be like oh my god i would love to put this on a shirt but i just don't know how Mm -hmm. you know it's like for instance it's like the same as i know i'm kind of getting off topic but it's the same as being like a creative director creative director versus like an art director Mm -hmm. you know like creative directors have like all these different ideas Mm -hmm. and they have all these things but art directors are the people that kind of put it together they're the people who are working on it they're the people who are like in there like making shit happen but Mm -hmm. the creative director is kind of like the brain of things mm-hmm. in a sense and making sure that everything works out well but the art director is the person that's like doing the work so i think it's kind of like in a same mm. same level okay so so what would you say like the top three things were that you know consider you to be like a creative like what do you need to have so f- for one i think it's definitely curiosity Curiosity is big because you always want to keep thinking about new things and you always want to be interested in new things. That's how you stay like different. Um, but also just always continuing to like try new things. Probably patience. Mm-hmm. 
I thought you said Haitians. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I was like, Haitians. Stop by saying. Patience, curiosity, because you have to be a real, at least as an artist, you have to be a real patient person to be an artist. And mm-hmm. I realized that because it's like things, it takes a long time to make something, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to have a level of patience sure. to be an artist. Like, mm-hmm. because you can't, like, I know we live in a day and age where like things happen so fast, mm-hmm. but as an artist, you can't, you can't rush things mm-hmm. or else it's not going to come out well. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a level of patience. So curiosity, patience. And then, what's the last one? Is there a last one? Yeah, I mean, hmm, I was going to say talent, but that's subjective sometimes. Yeah, true. Um, because you can you can learn yeah. to be talented. A, yeah. yeah, you that's can definitely true. learn talent. Um, I would say kind of like, like drive or consistency. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, because like, you could want to do a lot of things, but like if you get lazy, nothing's gonna happen. True. Mm-hmm. So as you said, y'all being curious, yeah, driven, and impatient. Patient. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds about right to me. That yeah. sounds fair. Yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, if you have those three things, you're already um, a creator. <laughs> well, yeah. on your way to, to being a creative, which me and Brian, I said we love that. Um, Absolutely. So. I guess my question would be, um, and he and I, I touched on this very briefly. I said it, and Brian said it at the beginning. We didn't really touch on it too much. Um, what is uh, what is like a curator in your example? What would you say that was? And the reason for that question is because um, I feel like in New York in particular, like that's a new term to me. So as far as even be, being classified as a creator versus a curator, like those things are new to me. Like, so what do you think? is a curator because I feel like people are now labeling themselves that mm-hmm. and it's like what is what does that mean? And I mean to throw you off with that either. Like yeah. I just feel like those two definitely fall in line. Like I feel yeah. like creatives and curators are yeah. mm-hmm. uniquely weird. bound, yeah. It's weird if people I mean most of curators like are collectors mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah, for sure. Um so I guess I would just be curious at how people are calling themselves mm-hmm. curators. So so you know? from my um we and we we did a little bit of research too okay. on the front end, but um so from what we understand, I guess the curator the difference between curator and creative mm-hmm. is that, and this is this is what they use um like an art museum so to speak. Right. So mm-hmm. the curator has the art museum, the creative has the art in the museum. So the curator is basically like providing so you facilitating the yeah, creating the space. Yeah. providing you yeah. the space for you to showcase your brilliance or your right. talent. Mm-hmm. They're going to check sense. to make sure there's no copyright. They're going to check to make sure yeah. you know it's getting out to the right people. I mean, that's definitely valid. I've definitely seen a lot of people trying to create platforms mm-hmm. for people. Um, definitely one of definitely that person right now mm-hmm. uh, with like a business that I kind of just started so like but I've seen it I've seen it a lot too mm-hmm. especially especially in New York people are always trying to put together some something or curate something it could be sometimes people like travel a lot and maybe want to start travel things mm-hmm. or like all these different like speak like uh, speaking arrangements and networking events. Mm-hmm. I think maybe people call themselves curators off that. Do mm-hmm. do creatives all like aspire to be curators eventually? No. no, I don't. I mean, well, let me not even say that mm-hmm. because that's not accurate. I but feel like, like I mean, like, like, I feel like essentially, like as a creator, like 
or a creator or a creative, you want to be a curator because you want to bring people up behind you or other people that you see. Like, I feel like a curator, right? you got to have an eye to recognize good art, first of all. So you probably, right. I mean, if you were a great artist, I feel like eventually, at the end of the day, you'd be like, oh, I'm a great artist. I recognize great art. I've met a lot of great people. So now I can give those people. But sometimes, but everybody doesn't like their art out there. Sometimes people just make art for themselves. Okay. At least for me, like... I make art for myself. I would never sell any of the art that Beautiful. I like. I would never like mm-hmm. take on clients or never. Wow. Because I don't mm-hmm. do it for that. I, it's like literally very peaceful to me. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I don't have the talent. Because <laughs> if I had the talent, I'd be selling. Like oh, you know how you. like for instance like people like watching movies. I'm not a movie person. I like to paint. So like I'll spend my free time painting, but like I won't make a painting for someone else because I don't paint for people. I paint for myself. Hmm. But like how do you, so like. If you're so talented, wouldn't you want to get that out to the world? Wouldn't you yeah, want that's why I'm a textile that? designer. But like, I mean, like, <laughs> what about your not, own not personal, personal art? Stuff. Yeah, personal that's what I'm talking about. Your personal I mean, stuff. it doesn't. I mean, why y'all? Why creators like y'all? Like, why creators? Why are you so secretive? Creators are so <laughs> yeah. complex, man. Like, it's just like yeah, you know, I just want to do my thing. I just want this to be about I mean, me. And it's just like, why? It's, like, it's comforting. I don't know. Like. I don't know. I just like making stuff for myself. I but would like, never you, think about... You like, don't like that feeling you get when somebody else looks at that and says, Jesus Christ, I would pay so much money for your work that you just did because you was having fun. You I know? mean, maybe I'll get there eventually, but like, nah. At least for now. That's so it. interesting to me. Like, man. yeah, no. I mean, you can come over to my place and admire some stuff in my house, but like... It's gonna stay there. <laughs> That's so interesting. So if I wanted, if you showed me some artwork and I wanted to repost it on my Instagram, you wouldn't. Want yeah, me to go do for that. it. You would be cool with that. Yeah, absolutely. And then somebody was like, "Yo, that's the dopest art I've ever seen. Can I buy that?" You'd be like, "Nah." Not the original. Maybe I'll make a copy for you. That's so interesting. Cause I'm. I mean, the original. I, I, that makes sense as far as. No, like, like I'm selling the original for the most, obviously, <laughs> but. You know, this is a business <laughs> I'm a business man though so that's how I think I don't know I have people have asked me this and so far my answer is still no but maybe I'll change wow girl we still gotta keep the lights on at the end of the day <laughs> Goddamn, we live in New York. I got other side hustles for that I can keep one thing for myself I respect it you know I respect it I wouldn't it's do it it's some, but well, I respect it <laughs> But the thing is, it's like, because I love it so much, I wouldn't want to make a job out of it because I won't love it the same. It's just like, you're doing this so well. Like, I don't know. I'm not going, I'm not going. So you can't, you can't be I'm in the creative, creator's mind. Like, you'll never understand. <laughs> like, it'll drive you crazy. I can't see both. Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, you, you all, you all are, are really just complex when it comes to your art, when it comes to putting out your art. Like, it's just like. Y'all are real picky as far as who you reveal it to. And I'm buying it, so. And you I'm keep the, most of it to yourself. I'm that guy. You keep most of it to yourself. Yeah, I buy art. <laughs> nice art. That's my um, art. Right I will. I'd like to collect art. I like buying other people's art. So I feel you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people would like to buy some things, but maybe one day. <laughs> let's take a step back. Um, let's get something for people to think about. A little bit of me. Yeah. So obviously you're a creative. Create. I'm sorry, creator slash creative. Mm-hmm. Kind of people like that. In New York City, but you're probably not the only person trying to pursue this industry. It's New York City. A lot of media, design, fashion is in. This is the city to do that, obviously. Mm-hmm. So what is um like? what are some steps? If somebody really wanted to get into this career or into this industry heavy, what are some steps they need mm-hmm. to take in order to put themselves in a position to win? 
man. I guess it depends on, one, it, it depends on how you're starting. Like, if you're in college, it's very, it's very easy because you, there's so many things, there's so many things in place that, that can just help elevate you quicker than if you're already in a different industry. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, there's like, I started with this program called BRAG and it's called uh, Black Retail Action Group. So they, they help college students get into the retail industries. Mm-hmm. And like, they helped. Was that a free program you got into? Uh, you just had to apply? And you just yeah, had you accepted it or not? Yeah, you, you, okay. you definitely had to apply. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was good. They helped me get my first internship at uh, Victoria's Secret. And then so... So you designing like lingerie for a minute. Yeah, I worked there for like three years. <laughs> no, I really was. I was Brian wanted to design. ask you that. Yeah. I did. I did. I just wanted to know. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That have... It's crazy because um, because I'm a small person. Like, they would give me samples all the time. But I got so many things like with stuff that I made on it. So it's mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, a lot of lingerie underwear. But anyway. So um, it's different if you're in college for sure. Because there's so many, like, you can intern places. Internships are probably the, the easiest way. Um, but if you're not, like, if you're older in a different industry, you wouldn't really want to do an internship because most of them are free and everybody needs oh, that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's definitely talent. It's Okay, so it's talent and, like, knowing what you're doing. Like, if you're really talented and you're good in art or whatever, you, it's talent and it's knowing people. That's really the, mm. the, the two, the two things. So talent, what if somebody doesn't have talent? Like, what if somebody is just like, man, I want to design, need, but I don't. They need to teach themselves the talent part. So like, can they, like, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of talent, especially in New York. I think people don't realize the, the scope of talented people here. Like, people will put you to shame quick. Oh, yeah. Like, on the train, they do it all the time. Very talented. They'll be out and kick me in my face half the time. They'll be too close. They do it. Yeah, be too close. Very close. But I think that's what I realized going to FIT. Like, the competition in New York, especially in fashion, mm. is extremely heavy. So if you're not going to come with your A game, then just literally just don't come. So she have don't a, show a, up. a portfolio or something? Like, yeah, stuff so you've done? Create a portfolio. A portfolio is definitely vital. Mm-hmm. Like... For me, as a textiles designer, my portfolio is filled with just different prints or different artwork that mm-hmm. I've made, mm-hmm. and they can see like what kind of hand you have. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are, are looser and have like a freer hand. Some people like to do like graphics mm-hmm. or have like a different type of hand. So companies want to know like what does your art look like? Is there a consistency there? Because mm-hmm. everyone has their own style, mm-hmm. but you also need to. So you can have your own personal style, but you also need to know how to adapt. Too, so. so so when I was in middle school, and I was very proud of this moment. I was artist of the week. Thank you. Hey. Um, so it was Thanksgiving time. I did a nice turkey with my finger. finger <laughs> and did it. You know, right. you put your I hand on the paper, and you got to sit around. I made a turkey with my finger. So you know that was very creative to me. A lot of people like. It. Obviously, artist of the week. That's a big deal. So hey. should I include that in my portfolio? Absolutely. Not. Meaning like. No. no matter what it is, like if you've done personal stuff, should you also include that in your portfolio? Only like enterprise level, like or company stuff. That oh you no, on? definitely personal things. Like if you if you draw on a daily basis, I've even brought in my sketchbook mm-hmm. into interviews. Like people like to see how you think. They okay. like mm-hmm. to see how you create. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They want to see all unique. Yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. want to see what makes you different, or you know. So you can bring in your sketchbook. I would say definitely no different um, design programs for sure. Like, for me, I had to learn this program called Ned Graphics. 
because I can, I'm also like a CAD designer. Mm. So CAD is a different type of program. So you had to like go to school for that, but you can always like take classes. It's weird because I don't want to say this, but I definitely want to say this is that you really don't need college. Like, like, but people are like, oh, he went to FIT. So, like, they always say that in interviews. Mm-hmm. But, like, as far as what I physically do, like, mm-hmm. there's, I don't think there's anything that if, I learned If you're trying college. to do, like, maybe for your field, maybe. Right, for, for my for, but my for corporate, you do have that, like, a bachelor's, though. Like, I feel like you need, they need that standard, at least bachelor's, like, seeing that you can they need, do the yeah. standard, they very the low-level stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a piece of paper. I hate that so much. But as far as... But I guess it's just as far like I didn't I didn't really learn besides my Ned graphics class and yeah. learning like a different design program, um, that was probably the only thing that I learned in college. Everything mm-hmm. else I probably I already knew, mm-hmm. or I could have learned on YouTube, or I could have learned like through reading books. Like, so definitely reading books and like know your art history, know where things come from. Like that's what people, and especially in fashion, they reference a lot on history. Mm-hmm. So you also have to know like different styles or different designers or like where things were it's all about like trend like even now as a textile designer i work a a year in advance in Mm -hmm. advance so i'm like working on the like summer 2020 collection now Mm -hmm. like i actually have a meeting next week to work on fall and, and holiday 2020 you know so it's like we're so far in advance like you have to know like so if things are coming out now like what will be in stores you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like what will people want to see like a year from now like what are the color palettes and so you always have to know your history know Mm -hmm. what people did previously know what's like going on next like you always have to be very aware of Mm -hmm. like what the interest industry is doing gotcha yeah so it's definitely knowing your history following trends looking at things reading books Mm -hmm. like all of it so, um, I guess with that being said, like knowing so much about the industry, um, I'm sure that, you know, you've thought about transitioning out of this space into something maybe different, like still, um, an industry to where that, you know, you can exercise your creativity, but like, what does that look like? Like what transferable skills or what other types of design jobs are you thinking about, you know, getting into a one experience with? So for so two things one speaking of like curators and creatives i started a company called creative noir mm-hmm. uh, with a business partner of mine shout out to creative noir hey <laughs> and i'm very excited about it because basically what we're doing is trying to help more black creatives get into these fields mm-hmm. because being a black woman there's not many of us in my field at mm-hmm. all right now mm. so like it's literally just me mm-hmm. <laughs> and but there's so many talented people out there mm-hmm. that could do what I do that I would love to put on that's just not that's just not there like I don't I don't know where to find them mm-hmm. I don't know where to reference them mm-hmm. so what creative noir is doing is getting all of these amazing black and brown creatives and putting mm-hmm. them in one spot and then connecting them with different jobs in different industries. So creatives across all platforms. You can be a traditional artist or mm-hmm. painter or graphic designer or you can do web design. You can be an author. You can be a poet. You know, you could be a photographer or a videographer. Like any any type of creative field. We're basically creating like a like a job board in a sense where mm-hmm. people can come and find really dope black and brown creatives and different companies will like be a part of this and we'll have mm-hmm. access to our network of people. Cause I'm sick of it. 
Right. I'm, I'm sick like, of. They won't. They won't let us in there. But you know what? Is, it's like there's Gucci. Always, there's always problems. Exactly. You know, I'm like, sick of Gucci. It's like because you don't hire black mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And it's like so we're making it very easy. Like unless, here we are. Look, unless I'm Floyd Mayweather, I'm <laughs> sick of it. Okay. Have Have you heard of black creators? I like, have. Yeah, yeah, so um, I was actually on a panel with the founder of Black Creators. Oh, nice. And she was talking about, um, you know, just how hard it is for black people to get into this industry. Right. But she's created a platform to where, similar to what you're saying, that people are able to, you know, have a job board, but just not only just a job board, but also just a space right. to where they can put content out and right. just let people know, like, this is what I can offer your organization. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, like yeah we're doing something very similar, but mm-hmm. definitely making it really, really exclusive mm-hmm. and definitely, you know, linking up with different companies so they can just go in there and just hire people full-time, freelance, but you mm-hmm. have like a full network and a full scope of different creatives and people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like so many times I get people who are like, like, oh, I know you're in art. Like, where do I go for a graphic designer? Like, mm-hmm. put me on to somebody or I need a website built. Like, who can... And I'm like, we need something where like a directory of people like that we can just look through, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone's like, well, I want to hire someone black, you mm-hmm. know, like you can find people, but she's like, you want to help out your people. You know what I mean? Like, I know black people can do everything. So why not have them and give them a space to show you that, hey, this is if you're looking for something mm-hmm. or you want a furniture designer or you want a black architect or whatever, they all exist. All that's, that's a whole fact. You know mm-hmm. what? It's actually crazy because um, recently just set up this partnership between my company and our National Sales Network, which is a basically a network catered towards black professionals oh. in the various fields, whether it be tech, right. fashion, design. And oh. so what it does is it takes these individuals and it puts them in direct contact with people at these different companies, like your JPs, like your Credit Suisse, and oh, I'm just okay. naming banks because that's what I work with. Heard it. And uh, Bank of America and stuff like that. So it's just like, it's interesting. There are places and support groups out there for people of color to get in contact with and you know to really rely on and hold on so that we can get you into those spaces get you into those positions that ordinarily would be a little bit harder to get into by leveraging the relationship we have with people already in the company right exactly so that's big so but i want to take another step you know take time to ask like a lot of people they want to go into this they have a lot of ambition Mm -hmm. um they know it's not easy but sometimes they don't necessarily know what to expect obviously your journey is always going to be different because everybody's journey is different but so like do you remember just like what are some of the roadblocks that you had to face when you were kind of just on this path what are some of the roadblocks you continue to face on this path and how have you kind of just helped yourself overcome those I mean, maybe you ain't faced none maybe you just perfect I don't know no nobody's perfect but I can say I don't really I don't really dwell on my roadblocks so i don't really remember them mm-hmm. as much um i mean like i do you know what's crazy mm-hmm. i do remember when i got my internship right and i'm talking to some like girls in my class and they're all white and i was telling them about it and then my this girl she was like well you only got that because you're black oh like, shit oh that's really? the one okay. she hit you with that yeah hmm. and um and full circle moment, this is actually wild. She came to me one day and she was like, oh my God, I see there's a... I had gotten the job at, at Victoria's Secret. And she came to me one day and she's like, oh my God, I see that there's mm-hmm. a position open. Like, do you mind passing my portfolio? Okay, cool, cool, cool. No problem. Pass mm-hmm. it along. Like, And then 
she never got the job. I was like, yeah, because you're not talented enough. Like you have, like be on your shit. Don't try to come for me. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I just got this because I'm black. No, I got this because I'm talented and mm-hmm. I know what the fuck I'm doing. You and then the crazy thing is, like, my boss came to me and was like, "Did I felt so bad? I was like, I'm never recommending nobody again." But she was like, "Did you recommend so and so?" And I was like, "Yikes!" Because she was like, "She doesn't fit what we're doing." Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "See, now nah, this is a bad reflection on me." Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like, mm-hmm. but don't assume that black people aren't talented or we got put to places just because we're black because that's mm-hmm. not even the case, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, there, I guess there's several roadblocks. Even like when I didn't get into school the first time, oh my God, I was so heartbroken. I didn't even know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely me being like, okay, is this what I want to do? Maybe I should switch up what I'm doing. Like, am I actually talented in this? Like, do I actually really, really enjoy it? Like, am I going to work my ass off to make sure that this happens? Or do I just do something that I know I'm more talented in? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's kind of like figuring out, like, what's really your lane? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's like, I think I... I don't know that I like something or I know that I like something more is that when I do it, like I have to do something. Like if I say that I'm going to do something, you have to do it in order to realize you like it or you don't like it, mm-hmm. but you'll never know if you never do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, cool. Did design. I don't, I'm not good at it, but I tried it, but I wouldn't have known that if I didn't try it. So I, I feel like everything that I, I've tried and I'm just like, okay, let me be a stylist. I did styling and I was like, nah, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just definitely trying just, different things yeah. until you figure out what your niches are. Right. Yeah. And those could have been roadblocks for me, but I just never viewed it that way. I just yeah. knew like, Hey, that's just not, that's not my lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then once I figured out how, what my lane was and navigating that, mm-hmm. I think it, it made it very easy for me because it just one because I loved it. And it just made me more passionate to want to get things done. Like, mm-hmm. I would stay up till, like, when I was reapplying for jobs, I would be up till, like, 3 in the morning working on my portfolio just for interviews. Like, mm-hmm. I would, like, repaint brand new things, like, for interviews. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I remember I had this interview with uh, DVF, and she has a really, really small team. I met everyone, including the CEO. And I remember, like, staying up, like, painting the night before, like just to show them something new like you have to be really yeah like you have to be really 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 passionate about it because they're because if you if you aren't someone else is Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so you gotta you gotta go you gotta go full force i believe in that 110 percent. so i guess with that being said like just as a black woman in this field are there in do you feel like there's any i guess roadblocks that are specific to your experience as a black woman yeah People have this uh, this weird white people anyway have this weird thing where they think that you like oh always have an attitude or always a certain way and I remember one time my boss was like um, something like um, like I don't say hi to people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I do, but like no one's ever said hello to me. You know what I mean? Like I'll walk in and say good morning, but mm-hmm. if I don't say good morning, they won't say it back. Can, like they won't say it to me. You I know can what I mean? A hundred percent. You still, I, I'm gonna tell you good morning one time, maybe two, <laughs> maybe two, because that's just right. who I am. But you, you don't say but it back, I'm and not, I know you heard me. Right. But if I'm not chipper all the time, it's like you're not allowed to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So fact. And it's 
it's hard because sometimes you be having some bad days like mm-hmm. and you always have to put this extra smile on just mm-hmm. because hey. you know it'll be perceived as a certain absolutely way. listen i have a resting bitch face so like <laughs> that it's everybody always thinks i'm upset 24 yeah. 7 it's just like nah it's just like the look on my face like right. come talk to me you have to be very yeah you have to be more conscious of it than than ever before yeah. so i think that's definitely one of them you know, I've heard that before as well. Yeah. Like, it's just like... You can't even speak your own opinions. Mm. It's like, just the way black, like, in, in the workplace, I don't know if you just be grimaced when you in your work or, like, if you be, I don't know what you be doing, but I've heard this same thing. We've heard this before, mm. like, where people look at you and be like, are you okay? Like, do you have an attitude? And yeah. you're like... Yes, I'm doing my work. I'm here. Like, right. <laughs> I said, hey, there, everybody this morning. Right. Right. Yeah, why like, do I have to right. be happy all the time? Yeah, it's like, why do I have to, like, be extra chipper just to, it's mm. like, yo, I'm, I'm working. Like, mm-hmm. you want a smile on my face while I'm sitting at my desk working? Like, I'm I focused, man. I don't like, know what you want from mm. me. Like, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, hair is definitely a thing. Somebody try to touch your hair? Oh, yes. At wow. work, yeah, that's not that's, that's not a myth. That happens. That still happens. Yes, that happens. Yes. We just had an incident. Though. That yeah. happens. Somebody tried to touch your head. Not my hair. No, no, they just right. be saying, "Look, but look, you know, my nerves is when I get a haircut. People are like, why do you need a haircut? Oh, your hair is fine." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. you're right. They go like once a month, though. Yeah, like they go like once yeah. or twice a month. But I'm like, they man, you ain't see all this. Yeah, there's no upkeep, <laughs> really. They Savages. Just, it's crazy. What is it? So, so somebody's actually trying to come up to you and just be like, yo, yeah. your hair is beautiful? So my hair was in box braids, similar to this, but it was like kind of like messier. And I had like little seashells and like little gold, gold mm-hmm. joints okay, in my hair. Justice, but, you, know. you know, I was trying to be real cute and different. And then I was at like a little work party and it was someone's birthday. And she's like behind me. And I hear somebody, and she's like, oh, my God, are these seashells in your hair? And I'm just like... Oh, she grabbed it. Oh, she grabbed your hair? Yeah, from behind. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, whoa, I'm sorry. Please don't touch me. Like, wow. like we're cool, but, like, mm-hmm. why why are you touching me? Interesting. Yeah. I've heard yeah. it a lot, and then too. And too. it's crazy... But you, you want to know what's the craziest part? I'm actually very glad she did, because it made me... It made... Um, it made me find black friends because I, I had I literally walked away after that moment and then this girl who's now a friend of mine uh, my friend Deborah she came up to me and she's like yo I saw what happened are you straight and I was like thank you I didn't even I was like nah I'm fine I'm just gonna go back to my desk and do my work like I don't need to be here like but she was like yo I peeped that like yo you good like I'm sure it was innocent but I like she's like and I'm like yo I thank you for that and then it's fun like from that I met this other black woman. She's like, yo, I heard somebody try to touch your hair. And I started laughing. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that shit got around fast. That shit got around fast. I met other black people at my job. I didn't know any other black people mm. at my job before that incident. So, yeah. So, but, but black women definitely look out for each other. It's growth through struggle. My, um, just to kind of finish it up, my, my last question to you. Um, a lot of people want to get into this industry. A lot of people always talk about, yeah, design, fashion. Oh, I want to do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what they do? That's what they say. They do it. They do the uh. Absolutely. They do the uh too. Had the hands. <laughs> Y'all can only see the hands in motion too. Um, is this a very lucrative? Like, do do you make? Would you be financially stable in this industry? Could you survive on what you make in this career path? Um. Yeah, I make. I make a good pretty, 
but like, did it? Did you have to go like first? Did you have to start off like making like eh, uh, barely struggling? Now you're doing okay, or was it like this is actually honestly, a pretty good path to take like the whole way around? Okay, well, my story is a little different because I was actually very blessed with my first job mm-hmm. and payment wise. Um, but also shout out to my pops because he taught me how to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I negotiated my salary off jump. Okay. Um, but there's, I've had friends come to me being like, oh my God, they offered me 40000 And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, you're worth more than that. Yeah. Like, I was like trying to sell people for like thirty five. I'm like, oh, that's oh, crazy. We're going to dive into this real quick. In, in, in New York, like, that's crazy. Can you, can you take a little side tab real quick? Can you use yeah. the negotiation real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick second for the people that don't had really. Had to no- negotiate. I mean. Yeah, talk about like that process because I teach it on a regular. Like, this is part of, that's part of my job. But like, right. talk about your whole process. Okay, well, negotiating my first salary, it wasn't much to negotiate because they did offer me a good price, but I still came in about at least like five to seven higher than what they asked for me. Mm-hmm. How'd you do it? I just asked. Like I, I coached with my dad mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, this is what you say. Basically you have to always combat like, cause obviously they want you, mm-hmm. right? They've already offered you something. Mm-hmm. So he's always saying that you need to leverage what you're bringing to them and why you're worth more. Okay. If you can always tell them why you're worth more, they'll probably give you more, mm-hmm. but you have to know yourself and know your skill Confidence, level yeah. to know, yourself, know, know your worth. why, why you're worth more, you know, same thing about like asking for a promotion. Like this is what my job skills are. And this is what I do to make it above my job skills, which mm-hmm. is why I need a promotion. Right. It's like why mm-hmm. I deserve it, you know, okay. and presenting it to them that way. So that's kind of how I did it. It was harder because I was like straight out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had a lot of stuff like under my belt at that time. Glad you said that. So mm-hmm. it's definitely leveraging like what you already do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, then I'm glad you said that because yeah. a lot of people coming out of college, millennials especially. Yeah. like So a lot of people think because, oh, dang, I just came out of college. <sighs> What can I offer? Like, I can't leverage nothing. I got to take whatever they give me, the scraps. Nah. Nah, you can still, you know your work. Mm-hmm. You yeah, went to school for work. four years. You didn't just Right, I'm sure you did internships. I'm sure you Hopefully. Know. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Don't get too much credit. So some of these <laughs> bum-ass college career Listen, students If you're trying to get into fashion, please do an internship. That will save you. Because everybody has them. Everybody has them. But yeah, but I think negotiating after you already had a job, like I never tell people what my real salary is, and then I always go a lot higher than what that is. Oh, you're not supposed to tell people what your salary is, what you're making. That's against the law in New York. Yeah, New York specifically. Do not tell anybody what you're making right now. So, so what were you looking to target in in this next position that you're in? That's that's how you get into it. Based on what you were making last time, what were you kind of looking to, you know? target this time that's what i asked why i never asked yeah. so what was you making the other? even though that'd be a lot easier yeah always and it's just, legal everywhere except mm-hmm. new york mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always they, yourself they just, i, I fl- always flipping on the uh, recruiter like what are you looking to compensate somebody in this position or what do you usually compensate people in this position right. first rule of negotiation you never show all your cards never oh, nah. so, <laughs> you don't need to be negotiated hey. <laughs> poker fit hey. even what if that number crazy how you just <laughs> <laughs> Sweating. Oh, that's okay. I will, I'm think about it. <laughs> just came like, in, oh, even though you'd be like, God, that's more money than I never even heard of. <laughs> Yo, man, we, we, we so appreciate you um, coming on to the show today. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. 
This was fun. Um, this yeah, was fun. like I think you gave a lot of good insight on just being a creative, being a textile designer, like what that means, um, your journey. And um, I really appreciate that because I think that um, the term creator or creative is something that's just thrown around with, uh, with millennials, period. And nobody really knows like the work it takes to get into it or the work it takes to it takes a lot um, actually call yourself that. So um, we really appreciate you sharing that. And your journey is crazy the way things just fall, fell into place. But mm-hmm. I think that like somebody's going to take something away from this 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, man, you, you just, you take those extra steps from, well, I mean, from what I gather from this, you just got to sometimes just take those extra steps. Like, mm-hmm. if you're doing the right things, like, things will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Maybe not right when you want them to. You mentioned you didn't get in the first time. Look, it doesn't always happen the first round for everybody. Right. But that's because it wasn't meant for you to get in that time. You needed to learn the lesson probably before you got up to this point so you mm-hmm. can be prepared. Right. For that second round. That's so. It's just like put positioning yourself and taking leaps, taking risks. Taking leaps, yeah. Like, like you yeah. didn't, you did not have to go to that lady's office. You was going yeah. to get yeah. some fabrics. <laughs> like you right. just take the leap. in the great city, But you also know what I realized too is that a lot of these moments happen, but we're just not prepared for them. So as long as you're prepared, like imagine if I was on the train, but like I didn't really sketch like that, or I didn't work hard on like what I was making. She'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is cute." And kept it pushing. You mm. know what I mean? But, like, you have to, like, always be willing to put in that extra work. You gotta make it your craft. Know, you never know when you're gonna meet someone that'll mm-hmm. change your life. You know? Like, you never know when that one mm-hmm. person... And it's just because you were prepared. You know? Proper preparation. What, what was it? What was it saying? Piss poor preparation promotes... Piss poor performance. Piss poor piss performance poor, promotes piss pain. Piss poor performance promotes piss poor... This sounds like a tongue twister. Piss poor preparation promotes piss poor performance. Piss poor... Piss poor performance promotes pain. Yes. 12 Ps. Ah. I hope y'all understood some of them Ps. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> pissing everywhere. Oh, but, um, God damn. <laughs> anyway. God. Once again, this is Storm Batiste. And this is BA. And this is Made, Made Man, Man Podcast. Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know, no matter if you're white, black. Skinny or fat. These are the facts and everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings. Investing. Dating. And everything else in between. If you like the podcast, make sure y'all definitely go and rate. Hit like. Y'all gotta rate. Y'all gotta rate. Please rate. We appreciate all the listens. Y'all been showing a lot of support on these last few episodes. And appreciate the feedback too. Like oh, people actually it. like get back to me and like texting me how much they love same, the episodes. Same, so like same. we really appreciate that. And most of them I'll post to the to the um, to my IG. So if you, you follow the story, also the Made Man Podcast page. Mm-hmm. So man, keep the same energy that y'all had. If y'all have any questions, y'all have any ideas, we're open. We are very open to that. But um, let's not steal all the attention. Let's go ahead and throw some of that back. <laughs> go ahead, put your tag down, whatever you want to. Like, oh, okay. talk about Y'all it. Y'all can follow me at Bree underscore Bright, but definitely follow Creative Noir. We're doing a lot of really fun Can things. you spell that, please? Okay. So it's C R E A T I V E N O I R E. Okay. Okay. So gotcha. No spaces. Creative Noir. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that is that your personal? Uh... That's the business page. That's the business. That's page. the business page. Okay. My personal page. Because I remember you. Bree Bright. Okay. And that's the one that you mentioned earlier in the podcast. You yeah. was like, okay, gotcha. Just making sure that was the one. Yes. Okay, so one. look, man, we really, really, really appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you reaching out to her so we can have her on the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. This is different. I loved it, though. This is great. Thank you for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Glad you had fun. Mm-hmm. This is good.
So I guess without that being said, man, y'all stay tuned. Maybank Podcast ain't going nowhere. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 24 in the bag. So y'all stay tuned.